Kilda and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And today we're heading to Rotorua. Ah, yes, the mud pools and the geysers. And we're going by night. I know. It's a very exciting tour. Yes, so our interview today is with Sean Marsh, who is the General Manager of Sales and Marketing at Tapuya, which is one of, I guess, the iconic attractions in Rotorua. Yeah, it would be, even more so now with their new tours. <laughs> yeah, and I think Sean mentions that they were 96% international. So, of course, they've had some major challenges over the past wee while, having to re... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to use that P word. Reimagine their business (laughs) with the domestic market. So it's great to hear what they've been up to and some of the things that have been happening. And of course, as Kiwis, it is one of those activities I think we should all be ticking off because it is pretty special. I agree. And I think they've learned that. And he, and not to give too much of the podcast away, but he definitely refers back to the connection that the Kiwis are building now they're coming through the um, tours and visiting. Yes. Hey, now Chambers, you were in Christchurch on the weekend. I was. What a lovely warm city that was. You got to see a nice little cricket match, I understand. I did. I I got to watch the Black Clash and it was very entertaining. (laughs) I'm really glad. I, I would buy tickets to go again next year. Oh, good. Yeah, I think I have to say I watched it on TV and I'm not a fan of the ACC commentators. And I know that might be a little bit controversial to some of our listeners, but I just didn't find them funny at all. <laughs> and <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of you sitting there in the crowd thinking, yes, you are definitely in the right spot watching this game. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, it was great. Really yeah. enjoyed it. And mm. go Geordie Barrett. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Geordie Barrett. Yeah, no, it was good. I was actually hoping the cricketers would win, so they did. But I was cricket this year. Oh, were you? Yeah, I might do rugby next year. Who knows? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, you'd expect cricket to win, but what I didn't realise is that the rugby team had some cricketers or old cricketers playing on their team as well. So, But I think it was mainly the rugby players who did well, so it was great. Good fun. It was good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great that you got to go to Christchurch and see something new and have a great weekend. And we'll look forward to this episode with Sean. Yes. And thanks. Look forward to it. Kia ora, Sean, and a huge welcome to the Destinate NZ show. I think we should probably call you a long time listener, first time caller. Totally, totally, totally. There's a bit of a funny story. I'm, I'm, I'm a late arrival to podcasts, uh, but on my commute, I'm, I'm, I'm devouring uh, anything I can get my hands on. So when, when this popped up, I, it was, you know, perfect time, perfect subject, perfect, you know, support mechanism for all of us. So, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Sean. So, Sean, you're the GM of sales and marketing to Puya in Rotorua. Tell us a bit about how your past year has been. Past year, bit of a blur. Uh, to be to be honest, it's you know for for an organisation like Tapuya that we've you know we do take a professional approach. We do a lot of market planning, scenario planning. You know we, we're listening to our all of our our inbounders, our tour ops, our wholesalers. We've really got a a handle on what we think is going to happen. We just had never had never anticipated 
this scenario. We, we had anticipated a, a pandemic, but just not a global pandemic mm. and, a, and a complete border shutdown. So it was sort of, okay, what to do now? But it was, I mean, you just sort of have to, I, I think we just took the approach of just deal with what's in front of us at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we were just able to, we just had to deal with it sort of one day at a time, one issue at a time. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone working remotely. And then once we were able to get back face to face, that we were able to get a bit more momentum. Um, but we have, mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, we have a really strong exec team. We have a really strong board and, and, and staff and, and everyone just sort of knuckled down and, and did what needed to be done. And, and yeah, it's a, a lot of learnings, you know, and, and there's a lot of stuff that we've realized that we would, we need to change. But right. also we realized that we had, you know, luckily for us, we'd built up such a lot of positive equity with a lot of people over the decades that a lot of people were really willing to help. So it was, yeah, never want to go through it again, like everyone has said, but I'm glad that we've got some forward momentum and, and we we have an idea of what we want to do. So yeah, It's really great. interesting there, Sean, when you said that you'd planned for or you had a scenario for a pandemic but not a global one I think there are a lot of us in that situation I guess if one good things come out of it we now all have an action plan for a a complete border closure shutdown and and I I I say that I don't mean to say that trivially but it is something that we are very vulnerable and I don't think we really truly realized how vulnerable we were as an industry until this happened. Totally. And especially oh. to Puya, you know, we had, we were 96 plus percent international. Wow. And so the vulnerability was even, was even greater for us. So, yeah. And, and that, that's one of the key learnings is we know moving forward that we never want to be in that position again. So we need to manage our mix a lot better means managing just our everything really our experience our our messaging and just recognizing that that kiwis are an important uh, market an important part of the overall market mix and Mm. apportioning the resource accordingly yeah that's very true hey so it's been really exciting to see some of the innovations and new products that have come out of Rotorua Mm -hmm. over the past six months we've seen Zorb with their hyperinflation which looks incredibly cool I have to say the new reverse bungee at Velocity Valley the kayak tours on Lake Rotomahana with Waimangu Volcanic Air have done their float plane and hot pool experience and of course you've been working hard at Tapuia too with a new experience for the domestic market. So tell us a little bit about the process that you guys went through and how you came up with that. It's um yeah, it's it's been a journey because we when we were working remotely, it was one of the one of the ideas sort of we were just all pitching ideas and what are we going to do when we get back in front of customers. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of you just get busy dealing again with what's in front of you. You know, and so we were we were very grateful that when we came out of lockdown, we got a huge amount of local support for our restaurant hosting functions. I mean, there were so many birthdays. One weekend we had two twenty first, a fiftieth, and a combined seventieth all on the same day. Wow. So that that really just got us through that that difficult period. But all yeah. of the cool ideas that we were working on over over lockdown sort of got pushed to the back burner again 
and then just sort of coming into November and and realizing that we we have this incredible experience and and co-papa and purpose and and Kiwis were the Kiwis that were coming we've never ever received so much positive feedback like the feedback has been overwhelming but we just weren't getting enough through the door we, we realized that there was a bit of a gap there in terms of our, our appeal and mm-hmm. then we were able to look around and look at Bruce and the and Tree Walk and it sort of made us realize there's actually a lot of people that are wanting to do something at night there is a, a market for mm. that night experience and so we went back to back to our thinking and, and the ideas that we were having and the yeah the guys of by night was sort of was born and it was just like I said it was just a lot of hard work a lot of like the whole organization everybody has had to, to really sort of work hard and and lay cobblestones and and just get the place ready for people to experience it at night but again yeah. it's it has been awesome I'm, I'm loving it and everyone who's involved and just because it's so new and Kiwis love it they love yeah. new and and they love that we that we're just trying something new and and we're sort of not sitting on our hands I think that's you know when, when you talk to your customers at the end of the night they're gushing and they're really supportive which is it's it's reinforces it gives a lot of positive reinforcement to the whole team yeah that's cool mm. Mm, wow and Sean even though it's relatively new how has the domestic market responded to your new tour um, so uh really mm, what's the right way to describe it so all of the initial and, and of course everything's on a shoestring you know there's no big budgets to throw at anything so it's all been <laughs> you know a lot of sort of sneaky social and and just posting sort of wherever we can but the engagement online has been unreal like we've never had engagement yeah. like like this before for, for anything that we've done and so we know we've hit a chord there we're probably we're running at about 75 percent occupancy we're into our third week now so we, we we're running ahead of what we we were hoping for but we know that we can we've got a bit of a base now we're, we're refining things all the time and you know if, if we can Coming into winter, we actually think is a really cool opportunity because there's there's more nighttime, and yeah. we can yeah. do do an earlier version for uh, families with young children, and then still maintain our later version. But it's it's just it's it really intrigues people going through uh, the geothermal at night, you know, and you you add the the layer of storytelling and 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 for kiwis it's they just love taking that extra time they they appreciate that we're not rushing through and that mm-hmm. they've really got that opportunity just to ask not yeah just to ask questions Nighttime's more of a sensory experience, isn't it? I know we've been fortunate enough, obviously not to see your new tour, but to be at Tapuia at night at trends functions and, and those sorts of um, things throughout the years. And it is a really special time where you can just stand in front of the geyser and it's this peacefulness and calmness and yeah it must be really quite cool to be there and as part of that tour and we've we've designed it in such a way that you you're entering the valley from the from the opposite to what you you would expect if you know to so we're, we're actually uh-huh, entering yeah. in through the southern end of the valley through this like a service tunnel and, and uh, literally wow. dropping into like within 20 seconds you're stepping out into 
this incredible natural environment and it's mm. framed by this sort of monolithic almost ridgeline and and it's just from that from the get-go you it challenges all of your senses mm. and then there's the odd wallaby that sort of bounds along <laughs> and just just these beautiful tonga, these beautiful popo that we've got illuminated along the trail as well then the natural features, the geothermal really just comes to life with just with a bit of light. We Again, we've done on a shoestring, yeah. but we've worked really hard to create atmosphere and emotion and then link that to the, not just telling any story, but telling a, a story that has, that we've designed to to sort of align with, with that, the lighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really just it takes people on a journey. It's cool. And a little birdie has told me that you also get to try one of the um, best steam puds <laughs> ever. Is that a secret no, no, or can we, we talk, talk about, about that? that? We can talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, it's, again, and that's just part of that whole team approach. Our chefs, we're just, it's something that we had done like a long, long time ago for like a one-off special function that we had at the cooking pool. And basically mm-hmm. we, it's something that it's a little sample. It, it's a dessert that's really sort of famous out on the East Coast, Kaingawaru. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. cornmeal base with kumara, but we've also mixed in a bit of banana and butterscotch for sweetness. Everybody oh, gets yeah. their own little individual pudding portion with a bit of custard and cream. And and I mean, that's also an element, not not the same one, but that's what we added into, you know, the, the daytime experience coming out of lockdown was just having those big waddies sort of baked bean cans with the with the steam pudding that's gone down into the vent and at the end of the tour it's that tactile thing that and kiwis we love to eat and so but we can just yeah. scoop out the pudding and it and it's cut up and and it's just anything we can do to combine landscape storytelling and then add food we know is going to work sounds good i want to get on a plane and come up and do this tour right now time today's a beautiful day it sure is and so Sean what are the key differences that you've noticed between a mainly international market versus the domestic market Uh, late booking (laughs) (laughs) and that's for for us that's just we're uh that was probably the hardest thing to get used to is sort of starting the day and looking at the 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 day sheet and going where is everyone and then 15 minutes before we open all of a sudden you're, you're flooded with all these online confirmations and and even for our night tour we we can start the day with one booking and and from sort of 4 p.m till sort of 8 p.m we fill up and that's just us having to get used to a new behavior and and be ready to to take the risks to to hold our believe in ourselves believe in our experience and just you know, keep the offer out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, what I do love is all the Kiwi accents. You know, we, we and, and, and I say that in, in the sense of, you know, the mainlanders, like we have all these people from Wanaka and uh, we had a couple in from Gore and I just, I just kept asking them questions because I wanted to hear the Southland accent, you know. <laughs> the rolling of the R's. <laughs> yeah, and, and just there is an immediacy you know, there's an immediacy to their to their feedback, but also we can have people show up two nights later who are only there because of, of a recommendation that someone made to them, you know, who were literally on the tour, tour like two days ago in an international yeah. space. That's that's years down the track, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I tell you what, we've we must have had most of the medical staff from Auckland Hospital come through on the night tour. <laughs> 
not oh, most really? of them, but it seems like you know, like <laughs> seems like, seems a, lot like of a lot of them. But then they told us, hey, there's three thousand stuff. So maybe the seven that we had is not all of them, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think once the, the the word of mouth has been really positive, and and it's when everyone's enjoying it, you know you're onto a good thing. So yeah, that's yeah. really cool. We've talked a lot about the importance of word of mouth, and I think that really just does reinforce how important it is in the domestic market and you're right people do talk to each other we're seeing all the pages on um, social media talking about what should I do I'm going here I've got five days I've got 48 hours what are the must do's and and people are literally crowdsourcing their holiday ideas now aren't they a lot more than ever before I think and that's just again that's just a change of behavior that we had to recognize a recognize and then b make sure that we had the right people in place which which we do to service that, to resource that, uh, that channel. Mm. So as, as hard as everything has been and as painful mm. as, as lockdown was, it's, it's actually been a, a ton of learning, like just for me personally, you know, like I've learned so, so much and we completely redid our, our whole digital space, our whole online presence over lockdown. We've got our Ahua Gallery, so our gallery of, of Taonga that our students and our masters make is now fully available online, which it's never been before. So mm-hmm. we've achieved yeah. a lot, but again, it's we recognize it's we just have to keep chipping away at it. And and the same with innovation, like there's just we just have to keep going. There has to be other ideas because we who knows? Who knows what's around the corner with, with borders? So there's yeah, no rest for the wicked. We are we're in it. Yeah. So you're part of quite a, a big team. It would be fair to say that Tapui is one of the larger tourism operators in Rotorua and probably in the North Island, really, when you think about it. But what tips can you give to the smaller operators who are facing similar challenges, who want to be able to embrace some of these opportunities, but don't have as much resource? Is there anything that you can share with them to keep them motivated and going? Um- the, the first thing that we sort of, we had to get it into our heads, which is what those operators already understand, they've already got the advantage is that we are now small to medium enterprise. You know, we, we're mm. not the big dog anymore and we don't have the big team and the big budget. So, you know, that was a, a learning for us. But it's, and, and I think even Shane might have mentioned this, it's just really listening to your customers really just yeah looking after them giving them the absolute best experience and then and then following up with some with some really cool or, or just asking them what just asking about everything and they'll, they'll tell mm. you and yeah that, that's I think for me that's the most important thing I really learned a lot about because I, digital just wasn't my strength at all so I, I forced myself to sort of just pick the brains of every good digital person that I knew. And mm-hmm. so now I'm, you know, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that, that complete sort of <laughs> dunce, but really understanding those, what the analytics are, are telling you from your, from your own website and your own social and, and uh, what's the word? Um, not forcing yourself, but actually scheduling in, because everyone's flat out, everyone's doing dishes, everyone's looking after customers, everyone's fixing broken things, is actually scheduling in time to do that stuff because it's it's the easy stuff to put aside. So 
and, and that's just all part of listening to your customers as, as far as I'm concerned is, is paying attention to those yeah. analytics as well. Yeah, good advice. Yeah, great advice. So cultural experiences, Sean, don't really, haven't seemed to be traditionally rated very highly on the domestic visitors in terms of being a must-do visit. How do you think you can overcome that so more Kiwis are engaging and experiencing our country's story and history? Oh, okay, if I knew the complete answer to that, then we would be, <laughs> we probably wouldn't be in the position that we're in. But it's, it's I, I think part of it is actually getting that perception out of your mind, because we, we were so convinced going through lockdown that people weren't going to that, that we, we were going to be particularly challenged by the perception towards cultural product. But it's it hasn't quite, it, it, there's an element of that, but it's it just depends how you approach it. So what, what we realized early on was that if you can engage the kids, then then uh-huh. you've that's your that's your window and your opportunity. And if you make it a yep. if you make it a two-way conversation as well, like give people the freedom to to sort of if they want to say something say something it's people don't want to be talked at I guess is is important Mm. but the yeah we we found that if we could engage the children then the all of a sudden it just changed the whole tone of of the experience I mean you see with the guys locally with um, Mitai with Tamaki they're changing things up as well and and they're they're making a, a success of that as well and it's it's different for all of us and it's it, this the scale is different and the the challenge is the same but i don't think it's i don't think it's as i can't even think of what the what the right word is one of the things we actually thought is oh kiwis won't want hangi like there's no way they'll want a hangi and yet you know that was the most requested thing that people were asking for coming out of lockdown mm, so it was sort wow. of yes yeah, it's like okay oh well we got that wrong and let's sell heaps of hangis the yeah, it's just, I guess, it's the approach is different and the execution is different. We're not doing the the cultural shows every day, but what mm-hmm. we're doing is just having those activities that children are engaging with um, and without mm-hmm. realising it, they're engaging with the culture. And then when they go through the wānanga, through the schools and they talk to the students, because now they've got time, all of a sudden there's the connection, there's that, that um, moment where people can you really connect with the culture and realize, oh, this is amazing. And and I'm part of this as well. Mm. Mm. That's really cool. So all the changes that you've made in the way that you present to Poya, you know, obviously to now a domestic market, what do you see happening in the future when the borders start to open? Like what bits will you hang on to? And you've obviously learned a lot about, the domestic market and you're very experienced in the international market how do you see that coming back together as a combined offer yeah it's definitely keeping the bits that we know really work you know so the the, the new stuff that we're trying if it works for kiwis we our guess is there's that it'll work for internationals as well and it, it is a priority for us we don't want to displace that domestic momentum and that domestic market so they'll they'll have to and, and we're talking about it now you know it's like how do we you know like to pause a really our, our evening hung in concert that was a must do for a lot of uh, tour ops so we want to make sure that we bring that back but then we don't want to displace 
the local market that that are enjoying the hangi buffet dinners. Like, I think it's yeah. just about and and Hobbiton do this really well. Just managing, you know, managing the flows, managing the mix. And I guess yeah, we'll 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 know more as as we sort of start to get and, and because the, it'll take a while. Even once the borders reopen, there's that whole mechanism, you know, of international travel that has to gear up. And so it, it's mm. going to be a step by step process for everyone. So yeah, yeah. And and again, we'll just listen to our customers, and we will. I, I'm sure um, we'll come out of this actually in a better position. Yeah. 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 That's great to hear. Um, I'm assuming you're still also in close contact with your agents and partners offshore. So what are they telling you? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. A, just making sure that, you know, the, so some of the stuff that, that TNZ's run has been really beneficial because, you know, they're, they're in market, they know who's still in the game. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just most of it for me is actually via LinkedIn. Just that sort of is, a, is something that I can really, that's a tool I've, I've been able to really use successfully without without key players and and -hmm. most of them i mean the story is you know new zealand is is so high on the desirability list you know and it's just a matter of making sure that there are those processes in place that they understand what those are and when the borders may potentially will potentially reopen and Mm -hmm. so yeah we're just yeah trying to just just reassure them actually that we'll be here there's, we went into lockdown having completed a pretty serious redevelopment plan over five years with the, with the new school, the new restaurant, our incredible new Kiwi Conservation Centre. Mm. We were able to do that without incurring any debt. And so even though, you know, we're, we're, we're in a position that we don't necessarily, you would never want to put yourself into, we know that we're going to be here for the long term. So I think for the offshore guys, that's pretty much the message they want to hear is that we'll still be here when mm. the borders do reopen. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And as you look around the tourism industry, what have you been most impressed with over the last 12 months? Just how everyone is supporting people. Just there's been an incredible amount of change. And just we've, you know, we are a small, we are a small community. And everybody uh-huh. has, there's just been a lot of love and aroha that's been flowing around, I think, and, and people taking a really genuine interest in, in how you are as, as a person. And it's, yeah, that's, it didn't surprise me, but it was, and I mean, I, I was literally just thinking about it on the way into work, like, you know, it was three months into lockdown. Oh, no, not three months. It was about two months into lockdown before it actually hit me. Before the actual mm-hmm. trauma of it sort of collided with me yeah. one night. And and so it was, and then literally, I don't know how, but mates knew to, to give me a call and and just sort of talk through it and just chew the fat. And so that that's what I've I've loved seeing is just how supportive everybody's been of of all of us as as just people. I remember that moment when it hit me. It was very yes, it was a very clarifying yeah. moment not one I ever really want to go through again so no. mm. and as a guy you know like <laughs> I'm sitting there howling at the moon going what is this what is this thing that I'm feeling is this yeah. emotion <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah I hear you I hear you so what do you see as the biggest challenges facing us as an industry this year Sean oh 
I mean, staying open, I think, just for, for a lot of people, the, the, the summer for us has, has sort of probably been a bit shorter than we would have otherwise wanted, which just means we have to innovate more and just have to try new and different ways. But I think for mm-hmm. a lot of businesses, the challenge will simply just be staying open and then just figuring out the trust in our government and all the, the agencies that will be working together to put this through. But it just has to be a really uh, robust and secure way that we start to welcome visitors back. I think that mm. once we sort of put into practice, then the real momentum will start to build. Yeah, but I honestly, the, the biggest challenge will be just for people to keep the doors open until that happens. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, on that <laughs> note, we're nearly at the end of our, our chat, Sean, and I know that you know we do a quick fire round at the end of each interview, and you are no exception. I've got some questions here. Are you feeling up to that? Okay, here we go. North Island or South Island? Yeah, Tika Maui, North Island. <laughs> Mountains or ocean? Definitely ocean. Kiwi or kaka? Ooh, kiwi. I love the kaka, but I'm going to say kiwi. <laughs> Geysers or mud pools? Geysers. <laughs> Favourite place in New Zealand? Um, Rakiura, Stewart Island. Oh, that's a good nice. choice. What's the best tourism experience you've ever had? Oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this for <laughs> oh, maybe the Kiwi, um, the Kiwi encounter on Stewart Island. Like honestly, and I, I can't remember what the name of the business was, but I was so that was a turning point for me. Just doing the the Kiwi spotting down in down in Patterson Inlet, oh. and then going out at night, and that was superb. Yeah. Wow. That sounds amazing. And you saw Kiwi? Oh, yeah. Like we were run over by them. Wow. Wow. That sounds amazing. So what's your favourite place in the world? Like right now, like Waihi Beach. Just that's where me and the family, we head up to the top 10 and we camp and we swim and we barbecue and we swim and we Mm. eat the eels. And it's just that's that's our real happy, happy place at the moment. So, yeah, I'll say Waihi Beach. Lovely choice. And what's one word that you never want to hear again? <laughs> Great question. Yeah, pivot is. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah. Or, or actually, yeah, maybe alert level one. Alert level four. Something like that. Anything to do with alert levels? Yes. <laughs> And finally, what's your do something new for 2021? Um, oh, now you've got me. The, I really love going out to Waimangu and, and I'm really keen to see, just because I know like doing things, like doing the kayak tour would be so different to being out there on the boat mm. and sort of surfing, stand up, waka ama, that's sort of my, that's my gig. So mm-hmm. I think just, just going out on Toroto Mahana and seeing it from, from a kayak level would be really cool. Yeah. And I've got to, got to put a plug in there for Dave. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get Dave on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be able to manage to tick that off somehow. 
Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to have a chat about what's happening at Tapuya and how you guys are handling things and coping up there. And it's, as I said earlier, it's great to see the innovation coming out, not only from you and your team, but the whole of Rotorua, really. I think there's been a major step up from a lot of the operators there just to do something new themselves. And so, yeah, it's been really exciting to see and long may that continue. Absolutely. And we really just take our hat off to every everyone in the tourism industry, but also our friends here in Urotorua because they're the inspiration for us. You know, we when we see that they're doing all these new things, that, that gives us the, the confidence to go out and sort of step outside of our comfort zone as well. Mm. Because for such a traditional, long-standing business, that's harder than you would expect to, to do something different. Yeah, so it's, no, they've been a real inspiration for us. So we love it and I think that collective effort just helps put Rotorua on the map on mass so it's not just one or two of you talking about new things all of a sudden there's yeah there's a real reason to come back and and visit so well done to all of you yeah thank you so much guys you're doing a great service so yeah thank you for the opportunity I was a bit nervous actually but this is oh you're fine you're a natural (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll see you later. Thanks, Sean. Well, that brings us to the end of another Destinate NZ show and really enjoyed that interview with Sean Marsh from Tapuya. If you did too, don't forget to go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Or you can just drop us a line on Facebook or Instagram at DestinateNZ or via the website at DestinateNZ.com. Well, thanks for tuning in again. We'll be back next Wednesday. Until then, kakite.